Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. He is worthy of all our praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Whenever you get an opportunity for praise, break you out a ticket. Come on now. Come on now. Sometimes it's hard to make one for yourself. But when somebody prepared one for you, and all you had to do was enter into it, you should have took it. Because praise steals the enemy. You could have made him be still a minute ago. I made him be still in my life. Church on the Rock, you need to make the devil be still this morning. Yes, you do. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. I got one person. I got two people. of the enemy moving now let me inform you of something if he's messing with you don't ask the God that created the heavens and earth to make him be still that God will you tell the devil to be still he done already told you how to get him still he said praise will steal the enemy and the avenger oh Y'all know how I have to deal with all week long. Building builders. The devil don't want us in that building. See, in the morning, my contract is giving get a letter telling him your service is no longer needed. Didn't want to have to go there, but I had to go there. Beg your pardon? Okay, thank you for the lens wipe. I'm using something else. But he's showing sure up getting it in the morning. Amen. Because the devil but try to use people to keep you from fulfilling your destiny. Amen. But the Bible said, don't be terrified of your adversary in anything. Amen. In nothing be terrified of your adversary. Amen. He showed sure getting a letter in the morning. I already write a draft for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I like to try to work with everybody. The Bible said as much as it is possible, try to live peaceably with all men. But sometimes people like, sometimes people just go too far. Amen. So that's what's going to happen in the morning. But the Bible said pray for them that try to misuse you. Amen. Because people don't try to do that on their own. You need help being bad. Like Flip Wilson said, the devil made me do that. And I know that was the enemy that made him do it, but he still got to go because he cooperated. Amen. He still got to go because he cooperated. Amen. Praise God, but I'm still going to pray for him. But I'm also going to steal the enemy. 
Amen. Because I know who's the real couple. Amen. Praise God. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I'm trying to help some of y'all. Don't you ever blame flesh and blood for whatever you're dealing with. Don't ever blame your mate. Don't ever blame, don't ever blame your, your boss or your occupation. At the end of the day, the devil made them do that. Because Paul said, when I want to do good, evil is always present. And see, some people don't know how to protect themselves from the present evil. But when you get born again, come on now. When you are no longer the devil's puppet and you get born again, all things are passed away. And because you are a new creation. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. You can behave yourself. Come on now. You can behave yourself. Amen. And so, but others, man, they need help. Praise God. But we going into our building. Praise God. We getting water done this week in the name of Jesus. We getting the fire hydrant done this week in the name of Jesus. And the weather's going to clear up in the name of Jesus so that we can get that parking lot in. Amen. Because God wants you out there. He said, I want you, I want you a city up on a hill. I'm, I'm putting you up on a hill. That's where y'all getting ready to go. You're going up on the hill because you're the salt of the earth. Yes, you are. You are the light of the world. And God is about ready to lose a mighty revival in this city on the north side on the south side will south side give him some praise this morning no i said will south side give him some praise this morning all right i'm gonna ask the north side because that's y'all that's y'all's building over there would you steal the enemy from me this morning the people on the north side give God some praise say we call you defeated we call you bound defeated get out in the name of Jesus get out in the name of Jesus amen well hallelujah glory be to the most high God we need to know how to act as children of God. Yeah. You need to know how to act. That's what I came to help you with this morning. So Lord, what we, I, know, I know we teach it on acceleration. Amen. God wants to move you quickly into in the predestined place he already planned for you. There's God's plan and then there's something else. Most people are living something else. They're not living the plan of God. But I come to help you this morning with the plan of God for your life. And the title of today's message is, What is Man? What is he? Because most people can't figure out who they are. Most people cannot figure out who they are. But when you come to God, he's already determined what you are. Amen. And all you have to, look at, all you have to do is look at what he said. And that's who you're supposed to be. You want to be who God said you are? You want to act like God said for you to act? You want to have what God told you to have? And you want to do what God told you to do? That's what man is. And if he's deviated from that and he's doing anything else, he's something else. He is something else. And when I look at 
The message is on accelerated change we've been preaching. Everybody's going to have to change. If you think you're going to get to stay like you are, you're going to miss God. Amen. You're not doing exactly what he wants you to do. You're not fulfilling everything he wants you to feel. You got to change. Amen. You can't look at yourself and say, I'm, I'm walking in the perfect will of God doing what I'm doing right now. Amen. Because if you do, I need to see you looking just like Jesus. Amen. Praise God. And you need to get up and say, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Amen. You need to look just like him. The Bible said God's plan is to conform us to the image of his son. In order for that to happen, change got to happen. Amen. And therefore, to be a, a child of God requires humility. Because you cannot change without humility. Amen. You cannot change without humility. Because without humility, you won't even acknowledge there's something wrong in my mentality, in my personality, the way I deal with people and the way I live. Amen. The Bible said, humble yourselves and with meekness receive the engrafted word that is able to save your soul, not your spirit, your soul, because your soul is what needs to be changed. You can be a child of God and your spirit be recreated in the image and likeness of God, but I can have a diametrically opposed soul that even though I'm a child of God, I think totally different than God. And that's why we have a Bible. The Bible is given to renew our mind and change the way we think because until you change the way you think, you can never change the way you live. What you believe is behavior. That's why, God, that's why God says without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe. He must be a believer. He must be believing in God and that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. What does he reward you with? The real you. Amen. Where he rewards you with the real you what you're really supposed to be doing, what you're really supposed to be possessing, how you're really supposed to be thinking, how you're really supposed to be living. That's what he says. So he puts faith on a high premium. Belief is on a high premium. He said a person doesn't believe him shouldn't expect to receive anything from him. Because belief produces a behavior. Belief is a mindset, and it produces a behavior. And as long as that belief system is there, that person will keep living that way. And no matter how you talk to them, no matter how you preach to them, if that belief system is there, they remain who they are. That's why it's going to come a great separation. You need to read the end of the book in the book of Revelation. The Bible said hell wasn't made for man. It ain't supposed to be one man standing up in hell in the lake of fire kicking it with the devil. In eternal torment. It was not made for him. It is clear it was made for the devil and his angels. Because if you get them cats out of here, if you get them cats out of here, everybody would change. You need help. You got to have help with arrogance. You got to have help with pride. Because those are attributes of darkness and they come from the devil. And they prohibit change. You got to have humility to change and say, everything is not right with me. I'm not lining me. Even though the word has been preaching to me, I'm not lining up with it. Yeah, yeah. It is not because I didn't hear it. 
is because I refuse to change. Jesus didn't come preach, let's get blessed. Jesus didn't come preaching, let's go to heaven. Jesus didn't come preaching, let's, let's be merciful to you. Jesus came preaching change. I ain't asking you. I'm commanding you. And then believe the word I gave you. Amen. So you can experience the kingdom of God. And, he, and his message is to man. This, this dispensation, God is not trying to change birds. He's not trying to change birds in this dispensation. He's not trying to change lions and animals. He's not trying to change streams and creeks. He's not trying to change the solar system. His objective and his target for change is man. Because man don't know what he is. Turn to Psalms 8. There has been a yeah, yeah, that's glory, amen. Because that's what you're going to get when you change. <laughs> you're going to get the glory of God. Amen, in the glory of God, corona don't get on your body. No, it don't. Because you don't know what the glory is. It can't even come in your house. <laughs> amen. When the glory hits you, I'm going to read it to you. When the glory hits you, it can't get in your house. It can't get on your body because the glory means the manifested presence of God. Amen. The Bible said heels melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. And in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand pleasures forevermore. Amen. Praise God. Jesus is the glory of God. You didn't see him getting corona. He went in the city and healed everybody in the cities. He healed everybody that was oppressed of the devil because God was with him. And most people, most people, even if they're believers, have a problem acknowledging the presence of God in their life. They'll be asking, where is God? How can God let me go through this? Where was God when all this was going on? Well, if you was walking in the glory, his presence would have been there. And you don't ask that question, amen. Praise God. You don't ask that question. Because the Bible said the glory of the Lord will even be a real God to you. Amen. He is your protector. When no evil befalls you and no plague come now your dwelling. Now you need to change. You haven't experienced the presence of God and everything God wants for you. Just because you have a Bible and your name is on the roll. You can have, you can have an algebra book and your name on the classroom roll. That don't mean you passing. That don't mean you passing. No, you don't. Amen. I've seen a whole lot of people get the flag. Just because you were there don't mean you passing. No, 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 no. Because people want to sum Christianity down to showing up. No. Christianity is being like the one, is being like the Christ. It's being like him. And that's what man is supposed to be. And that's where we have to accelerate and go to. God is helping me. He said, Keith, I won't change and I won't accelerate it. change is what he is telling me. Amen. I want it accelerated and I want the things that belong to you accelerated to you. But he said they will only accelerate to what they belong to. Things will only accelerate to you in accordance to the things that belong to you. That's why he says seek the kingdom first. 
seek the plan of God first and accelerate to the plan. And then what happens? Amen. Not mortgage to you. Not wage to you. Add it to you. I believe it was the book of Romans said none. Is, nobody's seeking after God. The best of us, the best of us as New Testament believers, we come to church on Sunday morning. We might come back Wednesday night. That's not New Testament Christianity. They got in this word every day. To understand one thing, what is man. All this Bible is talking about is man. All this Bible is a redemption plan for man to put man back where he's supposed to be. And God says, I want you accelerated by what you're supposed to be. I don't want you to be living some kind of life that doesn't belong to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 said, Is any man be in Christ? Amen. Come on now. If any man be in Christ, praise God, you're in this conference room right now. You're not on the sidewalk, you're in the conference room. You're not in the foyer, you're in the conference room. Amen. So whatever's happened outside can't affect you. Whatever's happening in the lobby can't affect you because you are in the conference room. So if any man be in Christ, come on now. If any man be in him, I'm, I'm caught up in some. Come on now. I'm caught up in some. He's a new creation and he doesn't have to depend on old things are passed away. And all things are become new. You ought to be seeing some new things. You ought to be seeing a new attitude, a new way of living, a new way of doing things, a new way of prospering, a new peace, a new joy should be on our lives. But the only way we can get there, we got to know what man is. Look what God says in Psalms verse 8. And we'll pick up here. We can, we can read this. It says this over here, O Lord, Psalms 8, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens, and out of the mouth of babes and suckling thou have ordained, he says, thou hast ordained strength, that word can be interpreted praise, because of thine enemies, that thou might steal the enemy and the avenger. Amen, praise God. If anybody going to make him be still, it's you. And it didn't say it takes a mature Christian. It said a baby could do it. It said a baby could do it. I'm reminded of a testimony. Uh, somebody picked up this little boy. They didn't know he was a Holy Ghost boy. And kidnapped him and took him away from his home. And drove off with him. And the little boy was sitting in the back seat. And he said, every praise is to my God. Every word of worship in one accord. Every praise, every praise is to my God. God, my Savior. God, my healer. The boy said, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And the driver turned the car around and took the boy back where he belonged. See, when you get ready to praise him, he got to put your stuff. He got to put it back. He got to put it back right where he got it from. He's got to put your pee. He's got to put your things.
return it sevenfold. I wish I had a praising church. David said it like this. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless him at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let me help some of y'all. Let me help some of y'all. Come on now. All right. Let me help some of y'all. Turn over to Psalms 39. Let me help you. Psalms 39. That is. That is. See, I used to be like some of y'all. I used to go to the first church of the cold. And we didn't move there. If somebody said hallelujah, everybody in unison turned around and the church I grew up in, there wasn't number two people that praised God. <laughs> it was just two. But if the spirit started moving in there, they didn't let you bother them. Oh, no, they didn't. Because I used to sit up in the balcony and laugh at them. The Holy Ghost would get in that church and the man would take off running. He ran in the first church of the cult. Amen. He would just take off running in the first. And then there was a lady we named. We didn't know her name growing up, but, but, but my brothers and I named her Thank You. Because if the spirit got up in the service real high, she would holler out, Thank You! Thank You! Thank You! That's what she would do, so we named her Thank You. And on a good service, Brother Runner would run her, and then Sister Thank You would say, Thank You! And we had them both going at the same time. So everybody watching had to watch Brother Thank You run up and down, Brother Runner run up and down the aisle, and then they'd turn over here and here, Sister Thank You. Boy, that was the greatest service, praise God. Because other than that, it was dead in there. I couldn't wait till we had them. So we had them about once or twice a year. But anyway, <laughs> we had them about once or twice a year. Amen. <laughs> My Bible said, let everything to have breath. Praise the Lord. If you're going to care about at least do the Bible. Don't go in the book, don't go in the calculus class with calculus book. You know you ain't planning on doing air calculus. <laughs> Why would you go in a calculus class and you don't plan on doing no calculus? Got the book, the calculator. Why would you go? Why would you go in a class like that? Why would you go in a physics class? You don't plan on doing no physics. You don't care about the law of Newton. You could care less about the first and the second law of thermodynamics. You really tripping. Because you don't plan on doing it. Don't care about it. Don't care nothing about the law of the Lord. If you're going to carry it, do it. Because man is supposed to be having what God said he could have, doing what God told him to do, being who God told him to be. So don't be something else. So when I met Dr. Jacobs, I walked into church, man, they were praying in tongues. So I came out of a traditional church. 
And I didn't catch him on praise and worship. They, he, I came in, he was just up teaching. They, they was a teaching night when I first met him. People were so loving, they greeted me in the church. I want you to always greet people in this church. Nobody ventures in here. Nobody takes a chance and come in here and you treat them like a stranger. Because 37 years ago when I walked through that door, they didn't know I was a pastor. They didn't know the call of God was on my life. They didn't know the assignment on their life was to develop a five-fold ministry gift. They didn't know that. So we don't know who's walking through these doors. God may have a plan for their life. And the Bible said we ought to honor one another. Treat one another with respect. You never let a new person feel like a stranger. Because God told the children of Israel, you remember when you were strangers in the land? You remember when you were strangers in the land? Now when others come to you, you treat them with hospitality. Don't forget where you came from. Don't you ever forget where you came from. A lot of times we like to forget our humble beginnings. I walked through that door, those people treated me with complete love and was a total different race than ours. Dr. Jacobs got up and he preached the word of God. I said, God, I knew you was that big. I just needed to hear somebody say it. I came out of the first church of the cold. They said you couldn't do nothing. They said you was just a spectator for my drama. And I was suffering for the Lord. All the time, the Bible said, I've been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness, and I've been put over here. I've been bought with a price. I don't even belong to that anymore. It has no authority over my life at all. And then they would start singing in tongues. I said, oh, oh what are y'all doing in here? Don't act like y'all ain't never been afraid of tongues. Some of y'all, when well, y'all heard me do it, y'all took off running. I ain't going to talk about you. I ain't going to talk about you. You changed. You changed. I ain't going to talk about you. I ain't going to talk about you. And they sang in the spirit and they lift their hands. I said, what are they doing in here? So what are they doing? See, the Bible says you can have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Don't be unwise, but understand the will of the Lord. Nobody had taught me about what the Bible said about praise. The Bible said the lifting of your hands is like the evening sacrifice. It's like giving God a sacrificial praise. I know where my hands are. It says clap your hands to the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. With a voice of triumph. Because it makes the devil be still. He said, praise him with the dance. Yeah. Amen. Somebody said, well, I can't dance. Well, you would if you was on Let's Make a Deal and they said you come on down for this <laughs> brand new refrigerator. <laughs> you come up with something. You come up with something. You hit the, if you hit the lotto, I ain't telling you to buy no ticket, though. I didn't say buy no ticket. But if you hit the lotto, you'd come up with some kind of dance. You act like you riding a horse. 
And you'd be on your job like you riding a horse, telling your supervisor, we out of here. Giddy up. <laughs> yes, you would. You'd do something to demonstrate that your life has changed. And a change has come over you and you know it. My life just changed. But when Jesus came into my life, it changed. I, I had a noticeable difference. I wasn't depressed anymore. I, I wasn't suicidal anymore. I didn't feel like failing anymore. Oh, faith is the victory. More than a conqueror. And I had to get in there and find all those scriptures. Look what the Bible says about being quiet. He says here, and um, verse 30, Psalms 39, verse 2. I was dumb with silence, and I held my peace, even from good. But what? My sorrow stirred. Being quiet and not offering God praise. The Bible said it's the will of God to give thanks. He just said that. It's the will of God to say thank you, Jesus. It's God's will that I thank him. It's God's will that I praise him. Amen. Man was created to give pleasure to God. He was created to be pleasure to him. I got to know who I am. And I got to fulfill this role. And what God wants to accelerate, he said, Keith, what I want to accelerate is my man. I want him moved to my image and my likeness. Go back to Psalms 8. It says, what is, he says, now, if I, when I consider, I've already read 8 Psalms 8, 1 and 2. Amen. Always bring your Bible to church on the rock or we're going to be in now. When I consider the heavens and the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained. Verse 4, what is man? What is he? What is man that thou art mindful of him? God is not thinking about birds and trees. What is man that your mind is full of him? Psalms 40 and Psalm 16 says your thoughts about him are so numerous they are eternal, infinite, and cannot be counted. That's what he says about man. That God has so many thoughts about you they cannot be counted. Jeremiah 29, 11 says his thoughts are good. That God has infinite thoughts about me and they are good. They are not evil. They are good thoughts to give me a good life and a blessed life. Amen. God didn't come to destroy me. He came to save me. Jesus' disciples wanted him to burn some people up one day. And he said, you don't know what spirit you of. Because they rejected Jesus and they not let him pass through the town. 
And so the disciples said, won't you burn them up like Elijah did in the Old Testament? And Jesus said, you, the Son of Man came to save lives, not to destroy them. God said, I don't even get pleasure out of the wicked being destroyed. Why? Because he only has good thoughts about man. And he wants man to understand the thoughts he has to him. And he said, you will learn my thoughts if you come seek me. You have to pursue me. If you want to know how much I really love you, you got to pursue me. If you really want to know who you are, you got to pursue me. Because identi your identity comes from me. Everything else I could name, but you, I breathed you. He stood up the body of the man, and man is, you know, God ain't no 25-foot tall being. He's, he's, he's made, he, man is in his image and likeness, and he stood that frame of that body up and breathed into it. He breathed himself on the inside of man. What is man? He's a God-breathed being that was designed to function and act just like God. Because he was assigned to function and rule over the whole planet, and heaven is a planet also, but it's a spiritual planet. But earth is this reflection, and it's supposed to look like heaven. That's why God says, he says, I want you to pray every day, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. And he promised the children of Israel, even in the old covenant, you can have days of heaven on earth. You ain't got to die and want to go there. You can have it now if you know who you are and what he's given you and what he's called you to do. Amen. Is it any corona in heaven? Then you ain't got to have none at your house. David said, it was, it was Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Who was that that Obed-Edom brought the Ark of the Covenant in his house and, and the glory of God filled his whole house and you couldn't get corona in there. Everybody started acting real nice, praise God. Mom and daddy stopped throwing the pans and pots at each other. The kids stopped pulling each other's hair. The cats and dogs stopped fighting and the Bible recorded everything at Obed-Edom's house was blessed because the presence of God is there. He said, I'm going to come and live on the inside of you and dwell with you and manifest myself to you. If you really had God in you, you wouldn't be running from anything like it. But the church is so far from God, it's got to run. And then it acts like it's got some kind of intelligent excuse why its faith is so lacking. The presence of God is so lacking and they're so far behind in prayer and praise and in reading of the word. And they don't seek after God. They show up maybe one or two times a week. God is not a two time a week God. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He is the eternal God. He has no beginning and no ending. As high as the highest he is. He said if you go to the highest of heights, I'm there. Lowest of lowest, I'm there. From the east to the west, I'm there. The church ought to have God up in it. He said, but no, he said, you got to come out from among them and, and then I'll walk among you. I'll be your God and you'll be my people and you'll be my sons and my daughters. That's who man is. He's the son of the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. I'm going after the whole thing. You need to know that up here. I'm going after the whole thing. That's what you need to know up in here. 
Your education don't put you over in this life. No, it doesn't. I got a degree in mechanical engineering. I got a theology, master's degree in theology and a doctorate degree in theology, but you still got to get up. Those things don't put you over. Letters behind your name, letters in front of your name and behind your name don't put you over. It's the God that created the heavens and the earth. It's the one that touched you this morning. It's the one that causes you to live and to breathe. He's going to have to be your keeper. That's why I say God, my deliverer, God, my savior, God, my provider. That's who you are. That's who you are. I wasn't saying that's who you are for you. I was praising in myself. You ain't got to do what I got to do tomorrow. You don't have to face the trials I got to face, but you got some. But you got some, and the only way you're going to get out of this is Jesus steps in. You can call the doctor if you want to. You can call the bank if you want to. You can call the psychologist if you want to. But at, a point, at some point in time, some things get too hard for them. And some things get too difficult to them, and they will tell you, we've done everything we can do to try to help you. Oh, I hope you don't wait till you get to that conversation. But if you do, and then you finally turn to the Lord, it's okay. The book of Hebrews says he's able to save to the uttermost. Come on now. Because there was a woman that had an issue of blood. Yes, in there. She had an issue of blood for how many years? Twelve. Somebody said 18, but it don't matter. <laughs> and she went to the physicians, amen, and, and they tried to help her. But the Bible says she didn't get better, she got worse. See, when something breaks down, you have to take it back to the manufacturer. If a Ford breaks down, don't take it to GM. Amen. If your Mercedes breaks down, don't take it to Honda. You're going to have trouble. My Bible said God formed you from the dust of the ground and breathed on the inside of you. And if you need fixing, he's going to have to fix you. They said he's a mind regulator, a body healer. Praise God. He'll soothe your storms in your life. He's your keeper like a shepherd would keep sheep. Now, if you got trouble, you're going to have to go back to the manufacturer. Amen. And what did the manufacturer say? Come unto me, all ye that are labored and heavy burden and I will fix you and give you rest. I'll lead you beside still waters. I'll calm your troubled mind. I'll restore your soul. I'll take you in places of abundance and even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll be there with you. My rod and staff, it shall comfort you and give you courage and I have prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies, your head I anointed with all, your cup runneth over, and surely, surely, your goodness and mercy shall follow me. Not just today, not just tomorrow. Oh, you're gonna need help next year. 
You're going to need help tomorrow. You're going to need help next year. You're going to need help in the next decade. What is man? What is he? What is this? Is he everything we see out there? Is that him? <laughs> is the macho man the man? Macho, macho man. What is man? See the macho man. I mean, see the boogie man. Okay, what is man? Is it the mailman? What is man? What is he? But thou, the angels said, ah. the angels are talking. The innumerable company. Numerable company of angels, they are talking and they want to know, what is this you just created? <laughs> you have to understand, they can ask that question. Because they've seen so many variations of the man. We saw the man you put in the garden and we watched him fall. And we watched him become something else. Come on, baby. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. <laughs> Thou hast ordained grace. Ah! You have to understand, angels have seen several variations of man. We saw the man that you put over the works of your hands. And we saw you give him dominion. We saw you made him higher than everything that existed except yourself, but yet we saw him fall to the lowest. Well, Satan, the fallen angel, became his Lord. We saw him so deranged that he couldn't even have a clear thought. We saw him so demon-possessed and so deranged that even you, Lord, caused the flood to wipe him out but only preserve one family. We saw man go through a lot of variations. We seen, them, we seen you make them kings and priests. We seen you make them great warriors. But they still don't look like you. What is man? What is he? And Jesus got tired of the angels asking, what is man? He said, prepare me a body. <laughs> I know what he's supposed to be like. Prepare me a body. Oh! I was there when you made him. I was there when you breathed into him. I was the breath that went into him. I was the hands that formed him. I know exactly what you want when you say man. Come on now. I know what you want when you say man. Prepare me a body so I can answer the angel's question. Oh, your question is about ready to get answered. Yes, it is. Come on now. We thought we had a man when David said, when your anointing gets on me, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. I can cut off the heads of giants, but I still ain't what you want. I still ain't what you want. 
Moses said, that would have been a good man. The Bible said he was meek and at 80 years old he entered into the ministry of the prophet to lead God's people out. Maybe a man is a great leader. The Bible said, what is man? Maybe he's a great leader. Leads three million people out of slavery without an army. He challenges the greatest military might on the planet and he doesn't even have an army. Maybe this is man. <laughs> and he leads three million people out of bondage and they walk out with the greatest payday of their lives. And even when the, even when the Egyptians decided to pursue them, the worst thing you can do is pursue the child of God. The Bible, come on now, because the Bible says he always saves his anointed. He always saves his anointing. And so the Egyptians uh, tried to do what the Israelites just did. They went through the sea on dry ground. But Moses stood on the other side and God said, the same way you commanded the seas to close, open up, why don't you command them to close? And the Bible said, not one Egyptian escaped. Because God promised them that the trouble you are seeing today and, and the Egyptians you are seeing today, you will never see again. I'm not just preaching that God is telling you your trouble is just about over. Come on now. Your trouble is just about over. The trials you are seeing, come on now. Come on now because there's a great leader in the house. Come on now. He's able to bring you. He's able to bring you. He's able to bring you. So the trials that you're seeing today, they come to a close today in the name of Jesus. If you can receive that, give him some praise. You really believe that? Yes. Come on now. It's an accelerator year. It's an accelerator year. Yes, it is. It's an accelerator. Yes, it is. Because Brother Adrian came up to me last Sunday. He said, Pastor, it's an accelerated year. Wave over there, Brother Adrian. Rave over there so everybody can see. Look how he's smiling. Come on now. Oh! I do that because you don't know what I'm going to say. And if you was up here saying it, I would have done that. But I got to say it and do that. At the same time, come on now. I'm like, I'm, I'm like sister, thank you, and brother, run around. I know why they was running around now. See, you see, you, sometimes you don't know somebody's story. Sometimes you, sometimes I tell you, you've been to a trial. The old people say you will understand it better. Well, I'm in the by and bys now. I know when it's time to run, and I know when it's time to shout. I know because Jesus brought me from a mighty long way. And I ain't got time to get my testimony. I'm giving his. I get excited about your testimony. A couple of months, Adrian was over. Adrian was over. And what hospital were you in, Adrian? He was over in Trastow South. And he was in a regular room and diagnosed with COVID. And they moved him, and they moved him into intensive care. Now, and I... Uh, and I'm already visiting a family that's having bereavement. And all of a sudden, Pastor Cynthia gets this text and she hands me 
the text from Miss Margie. Wave your hand, Miss Margie. Boy, praise God. Adrian, you married real good. Because when you was in trouble, your wife knew where to call. <laughs> she called Jesus. Because the Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Not might get saved. When you get in trouble, who do you call? <laughs> anyway, I'm dealing with a family. I'm dealing with a family member's family member. Family member. They passed away and I'm there. Just, I just want to be there for the family. Because of the family member that goes here. So I was there for the family member's family member. Family member. <laughs> young lady had passed away and I just wanted to be there with that mother. And then all of a sudden, I get handed this phone. It says, my husband is, is, in, is in intensive care. They say his oxygen level has even dropped even more. The first thing I told her, I said, don't be afraid. That's why God says, fear not. God has not given you the spirit of fear. When fear comes, God didn't get that to you. See, you, what is man? He just got the stuff God gave. God did not give you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and a sound man. That's what man is. He's power. He's love, and he's a sound man. Amen. Anything else is not the man. Amen. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. I said, I, said, I said, don't you be afraid. That's how the enemy does. He's tries to, he tries to come as a roaring lion, making you think things are getting worse. But he, all, he knows the same. He knows, he, knows that, he knows that God is working on it. Come on now. Amen. The Bible said, the, the Bible said my, Jesus told him, my daddy never stopped working. Once you put him on the case, he's working. I said, you take authority over the spirit of fear. I told her, you take authority over the spirit of fear. You cast that out and you speak to your husband's body and you command it to be made whole in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you did it, didn't you? And when you did it, Jesus did what he did. And then we get a call back later. His oxygen levels are coming up. Oh, it's an accelerated year. Yes, it is. Amen. And I told you, this don't work for the non-believers. This works for the believers. And he come out of there. Praise God. Yeah, he called me a couple of days later. He didn't call me on the day he got out. He called me a couple of days later. I said, Brother Adrian, you know when you're supposed to call me? When you leaving out of there, the threshold. Anyway, I just messing with him. Praise God. But it ain't over with yet. He would been, he'd been believing for increase since he got here. But we crossed over into the accelerated year. Yes, we did. He come up to me last year. Pastor Rogan, I want you to know this supernatural increase has hit my house. And I'm making more money now than we made back in Florida. So he done got healed, got increased. Oh, yeah, it's an accelerated year. God is moving like he's never moved before and he's accelerating you to what man really is because the man he made is not a sick man. It's not a broke man. It's not a confused man. 
It's a supernatural man. A man that has goodness and mercy following him all the days of his life. A man he put in the garden of paradise where the gold was good, the silver was good. He takes you to vineyards that you didn't plant, houses that you didn't build. The man that God made is blessed coming in, blessed coming out, blessed in his mind, blessed in his body, blessed with his children, blessed coming in, victory over every adversary. What is man? There have been so many variations of him. And then Jesus finally said, prepare me a body so I can do your will. I can end the old covenant and start a new one. Oh, they got to have the question answered. The angels don't know the question. The earth don't know the question. The earth doesn't have the answer to this question. The angels ask the question. Sometimes people don't even know who they are. They're so confused about life, they want to take their life. They're so confused about life, they think another person is going to satisfy them. They think the clothes they way, they put on, that's going to be my image. The neighborhood I live in, that's my image people I hang around, that's my image. My career is my image. My status in life is my image. My fame is my image. That's why sometimes people that get in front of people and they become big music stars, the crowds became their image. And then when the crowds leave, they don't know who they are. acting screen don't want you no more. Who are you? The pro football team don't want you no more. Who are you? Your company says you are the age now, you need to leave. Who are you? Your mate don't want you no more. Who are you? And when you tried so many other things and you still can't discover you who you are, it's called lost. <laughs> Not married yet. Something's wrong with me. Oh, marriage is who you are? Wait till you get in there. You're going to really be confused. My Bible says rejoice with the wife of your youth. She ain't my joy. She could be, but she's not. Jesus said, I'm going to give you a joy that nobody can take from you, that no man can take away from you. So if the man leaves, do you still have joy? Amen. Just be honest. Be honest. Are you singing, loving you is wrong? 
want to be right. I don't want to be right. You're so tied into it. It can be so wrong, but you're trying to make it right because your image is so damaged because you don't know who you are. So Jesus had to come, prepare me a body. The world needs to know what a man is. The angels need to know who a man really is. So the Bible said after 42 generations, from Abraham to David to the carrying away to Babylon, the children of Israel carried away into Babylon where the child was born, and they said, name him Jesus. And they called him the Son of God. And the Bible said he grew up. Parents questioned him and asked him about his whereabouts. Jesus knew who he was at 12 years old. He said, I must be about my father's business. Everybody's saying I'm Joseph's son, but I know who I am. But I know who I am. The Bible said when he was 30 years old, the Holy Ghost came on him. And when the Holy Ghost came on him, he described who he his assignment, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel. He's anointed me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and open to the prison, then they're bound and set at liberty them that are bruised. And it preached the acceptable year of the Lord. He knew what he was called to do. He knew who he is. He knew what was his. And the Bible said he came to seek and save that which was lost. He went out into the wilderness as the son of God and the devil said, if you be the son of God, I want to know if you know who you are. I want to know if you know who you are because if you don't, that tells me what I need to do. If you be the son of God, I want you to command these stones to become bread. Jesus responded when his daddy said, man shall not live by bread alone. By every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And then the devil tried to get real slick. Well, why don't you throw yourself off the cliff? The Bible, he reading out of the Bible now. The devil reading out of the Bible. Why don't you throw yourself off the cliff? The Bible said his angels would take charge of you and bear you up in your hands. Jesus responded, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. I never do anything unless he tells me to do it. I don't respond to your questions. I listen to his command. You should never respond to the questions from the enemy. What is man? He does what God tells him to do. He doesn't respond to the enemy. And then the Bible said the devil took him up in a moment of time and showed him the riches of the entire the devil is about making a deal with you. That's who he is. He's a deal maker. He looks at what you're hungry for. And he tries to meet your need for a price. If you want a man, he'll bring you one. 
He'll reach over into the bushes and to the mighty jungle. <laughs> Behold what you see. <laughs> you want a woman real bad? He'll give you an option. Thelma or Louise? You have to let God, you have to do it God's way. You have to do it his way. He said, Jesus said, I don't, he said this, the devil showed him all the riches. The devil will take your talent if you want to sell it to him. He'll take your beauty if you want to sell it to him. He'll take your talent, he'll take, and see, he knows Jesus, he says, this man is different than any man on the planet. He's the only one I don't have control over. Out of all the people on the planet, he's different. It's one man I don't have control over, and it's this one. And I'm trying to get him to yield to me so I can solve this problem. So you bow down and worship me I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. And so many people have taken this deal and ends up in death. And he wants the most talented. Certain talents he wants, especially music. Why? It used to be his job. He got fired. He wants you fired too. He wants God to fire you too. Yeah, go take all your gifts and do the boogaloo with it. Sing old nasty, dirty, filthy songs and pollute the youth of America with your talent. And you watch them, they come right out of church sometimes singing Jesus loves me in the beautiful, most acapella voices you ever heard. And the devil say, who is that? Singing like that. It's all from a big contract. The next thing you know, they got a, they singing out there, and then they got an outfit on that covers all of this. Then the devil says, take a little more off. I'll pay more. Yeah. Then the next thing you know, the dress done come up to there, and the midriff and cleavage everywhere. Because he don't start you off with horns in a pitchfork. The Bible said he's subtle. Let's just ease you through this slow. After all, you came out of the church. Don't want you to have culture shock. Let's do it slow and easy till I can get you where I want you. You used to shout, hallelujah! Now you're talking about praise him. take you a little bit at a time until I totally have your life. I want you to go from demonic influence to demonic control to demonic possession. I'm after possessing you. Jesus told him, that ain't gonna happen. All the kingdoms you just offered me It'll be said one day, the kingdoms of this world 
have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. Boy, I'm going to take back everything you took from the first Adam because you're dealing with a real man now. And get behind me, Satan. You get behind me. I don't want you in my vision today. I don't want you in my day at all. A real man of God tells the devil, get somewhere. He ain't had nobody tell him to get somewhere for 4,000 years. Oh, that had to hurt his feelings. For Jesus said, get behind me. Talk to the hand back there. And then he went into the cities and everywhere he found a demon, he cast him out. The Bible said, what kind of man is this? He speaks to the demons and they obey him. What man of man is this? He speaks to the winds and, and the storms and the storms stop raging. Hey, what kind of man is this? He don't need a boat to get across the sea. What is man? So for three years, Jesus demonstrated what man was like. But to make us real men, he had to pay a price. And the Bible said he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. To make you a real man, he had to get the image of Satan out of us and off of us. He had to get the dominion off of us. And God said, it's gonna take a price, son. You're gonna have to pay the penalty for their sins. See, a real man don't expose sin, he covers it. He wipes it out. He don't expose your faults. He wipes them out. He covers your sin. That's what a real one is. He said, though your sins be like scarlet, I'm going to wash you in my own blood and purge you and cleanse you. I'm going to take your place on the cross and I'm going to take your place in judgment. I'm going to take your place in the grave. I'm going to take your place in hell. And the Bible says he suffered there three days and three nights so real sons could come back to God so that we, a man could be born again and become the image and likeness of God all over again. And he suffered there. And after three days and three nights, he had paid the penalty for the sins of the world. John the Baptist looked at him and said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. I want you to know that every fault that you ever had, it's been taken away. There's no hand writing against you in heaven. Jesus has washed it, purged it, and cleansed it in his own blood. And he deserves to be praised. He deserves to be praised because he took out your unrighteousness and gave you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the Bible said he wasn't done. After three days and three nights, the Holy Ghost comes in him, raises his spirit up. He whooped every demon in hell, took the keys of hell and death and the grave, stripped them of all their dominion and authority, stripped them of all their authority over the kingdoms of this world. He took it all back from them. Then he ascended up into the tomb, picked his body back up. Come on now. The power of God will pick your body back up. If it can pick your body back up, it can heal cancer. 
It can heal arthritis. It can heal rheumatoid arthritis. It can fix your arteries. It can fix your heart. It can regulate your mind. It can renew your youth like the eagles. The Bible said the power of God picked his body back up. And then the Bible said the angels of God rolled away the stone. Jesus stepped out and talked to Mary. I'm good, don't touch me, Mary. I got to take my blood that's going to pay the price for your sins. And from this day forward, my God is your God and my daddy is your daddy. And the Bible said he went up to heaven and presented payment for the sins of the world. He walked into the holies of holies. God looked at him and said, oh God, your, oh God, your kingdom shall be forever. And the scepter of your kingdom shall be a kingdom of righteousness. Heaven and earth shall vanish away, but you shall abide forever. Then the Bible said he threw open the, he threw open the halls of heaven and brought men, son, many sons back into the presence of God. And if God has brought you back into the presence and made you a real man in Christ Jesus, you ought to give him some praise. You ought to praise him. Oh, yeah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let those that have been brought back into the presence of God I'm redeemed. My sin is not my bondage anymore. My trial is not holding me back. Who the Son sets free. Lift your hands to heaven in here.